Welcome to the Magnum Report. I'm your host, Mark Magnum. And before I get started, I would like to say please subscribe, like, and share this video. And also hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on new content. Now, my topic for today is my top 10 wrestling managers of all time. Now, I'm going to get started with my number 10. And number 10 is somebody that may not necessarily be thought of, thought as as a great manager, but I always looked at him as a great manager. And number 10 is Harley Race. <clears throat> I look at all the work that he did as a manager. I mean, I'm not even taking into account what he did as a wrestler. But as a manager, you got to think he managed Vader to multiple heavyweight titles in WCW. He also managed Luger to a United States title. So, I mean, he's done a lot of things. We'll also, we'll try to forget that he ever managed the Colossal Kongs. So, I mean, but as a whole, his contribution to the business in general, just wrestling wise and just the stories and him being one of the toughest men in the history of the sport of wrestling is a great thing right there. But then when I look at some of the stuff he's did as a manager, I think Harley race definitely deserves to be in anybody's top 10. Now on to number nine, and that is Skandar Akbar. And uh, he did a lot of work in UWF and WCCW, and he also did some work in Mid-South as well. I mean, he managed guys like the Missing Link. I mean, he managed a lot of great stars in his day. So, I mean, I think of him, and I, and I know a lot of, I watched a lot of the old ESPN stuff as a kid growing up, and he was definitely a, a central part of that back in the day and it also leads into my number eight who was also essential back in that time was Gary Hart. Gary Hart is my number eight I think of the work he also did in WCCW and the work that he did in WCW when he was with the Great Muda. He was the one that brought Great Muda to the United States. He was the one that was his manager when he was in his first run in WCW and I just think of Gary Hart as a whole. He was one of those managers that was slimy. He was he he was conniving, and he was one of those guys that was definitely willing to get involved in the matches for the guys. And he would go out of his way to make his stars look good. And I always appreciated Gary Hart, and I always liked a good heel manager. Anyway, those were always the best. Um, now into my number seven, and that is Captain Lou Albano is number seven, and he's managed. 13 different tag teams to WWE or at some at some points WWWF champion tag team championship. So Lou Albano definitely deserves to be in this list. I think of like the Wild Samoans, you know, uh, the, the Blackjacks. I mean, just a lot of the great teams that he managed to tag team glory. I mean, Lou Albano, I mean, just the stuff he did outside of wrestling and acting, and he was the the original Mario and the Mario Brothers. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things that Albano's done outside of wrestling as well. But when I look at the stuff that he's done as a manager, he by far is one of, I mean, he even came back and, and managed the Head Shrinkers to a tag team title at the end of his career. So, I mean, he's got the longevity. He, he was also, like a lot of these guys on this list, a former wrestler before he actually became a manager, which I think plays into them being good managers not to say that every you know good manager has to be a, a you know a former wrestler but at the same time I think it helps because they understand the business a little bit better than other people so that's definitely a good thing now on to my number six my number six is Paul Bearer or, or as he was known in WCCW old Percival Pringle Percy Pringle um, he did a lot of great things in WCCW then they brought him into WWE and he ended up managing the Undertaker he ended up managing his 
son, Kane. So, I mean, there was a lot of good things he did there. And just some of the, a lot of the success that he had was linked to the Undertaker and Kane in WWE, but he did a lot of great things outside of WWE before he got there. So, I mean, he's definitely in anybody's list. It should be, I mean, Paul Bear is a great guy. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some people arguing his position on this list or whatever. That's fine. Comment in the comments and let me know. Tell me what your list is. Now, on to number five, and that is the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He did a lot of stuff in Mid-South, had a lot of success in WWE, managed in the Hart Foundation. I mean, he did so many great things. He was also a guy that did do a lot of work in wrestling where he was, you know, a guy that wrestled and whatnot as well. So he's another one that I'm talking about, just like a Harley race, just like a Skandar Akbar, you know, just even like Lou Albano, a lot of these guys that had wrestled before they became managers. It just showed in his work. And I appreciate Jimmy Hart, his, the, you know, the megaphone, his squealy voice, the, the weaselly way he'd run around the ring. Some of the outlandish outfits that Jimmy Hart would wear. I, I think Jimmy Hart easily is and should be in anybody's top five, if not even higher, but he's on my top five. Now into number four, and that is the manager of the four horsemen, JJ Dillon. James J. Dillon, another guy that used to be a wrestler beforehand and then became a manager, got got the greatest, I think, you know, thing in his career or the greatest joy of his career by being the manager of the Four Horsemen at a, at a time when factions weren't like they were, you know, like they are now. Like back in the day, you didn't really have factions like that. You had groups. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it like there wasn't any. But they, it wasn't as popularized as it was with the Four Horsemen. It, then it became cool. And like all the guys in the Four Horsemen, from Ollie to Telly to Arn to any different combination, Ric Flair. I mean, no, no matter which ones, whether it was you know Luger in the Horsemen, whether it was Wyndham in the Horsemen, whether it was Benoit in the Horsemen, no matter what combination you had, the, the Horsemen were always good. But with, at, in the beginning, especially when James J. Dillon, J.J. Dillon was the guy running the show and making all the moves. He was a great manager and I, I love meet some JJ Dillon. Now on to number three, number three is I still want to thank even after all this time, he's still one of the greatest talkers in the history of this business. And that would be Paul Heyman, Paulie dangerously, whatever you want to call him. He's easily, like I just said, one of the greatest talkers in this business. And he managed a lot of great teams on his way up. The Samoan SWAT team. He had ran the Dangerous Alliance for a long time in WCW. Then you got to think of, you know, the people that were in the Dangerous Alliance. You had Rick Rude. You had Arn Anderson. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin before he was Stone Cold. I mean, he had a lot of great talent. Medusa. I mean, the Dangerous Alliance was a great group. And I mean, it was one of those groups that every time they were on in WCW, I was always watching. Then you go a little bit further in his career, you know, and it, he had Brock Lesnar. He's had CM Punk. Right now he's with the Bloodline with Roman Reigns. I mean, his longevity. I mean, he's not like a lot of these guys where, you know, after the 80s or the 90s or even the early 2000s, they kind of fizzled off. No, Paul Heyman's still going. And he's that that's gotta be appreciated and acknowledged in my opinion, no pun intended. But I think Paul Heyman easily is one of the greatest managers of all time. He's not my number one, but he's definitely the one of the top three because just his work, his talking ability, just he can sell you on a match without even seeing either guy in the ring. I mean, it's great stuff by Paul Heyman as always. Now, into my number two. 
My number two, he's a very controversial figure. He has his own podcast where he talks to about current events, old events. He talks about everything. And he was the manager of the Midnight Express. And that would be James E. Cornette. Old Corny is my number two for the top 10 managers of all time. And now Jim Cornette. Uh, most of his work was with, you know, the rock and everything. I mean, with the Midnight Express and their feud with the rock and roll, but he's done a lot of great things. I mean, he, he had his own promotions and he's, you know, had OVW that he was running for the WWE when, you know, OVW was a developmental. So he's got that pedigree as well, just for his general knowledge of the business. You've got to appreciate Jim Cornette, whether you love him, whether you hate him, whether you agree with him or whether you don't, the man has knowledge. And I mean, you can say what you want. You can disagree or think that he's behind the times, but I'm talking about him as a manager. He was easily one of the greatest managers of all time. I mean, he's right there with Heyman as one of the greatest talkers. He could sell you on a match. He could make you mad. He could make you hate him. He played that mama's boy from Kentucky character perfectly. I love me some Jim Cornette to this very day. I, I, I myself listen to his podcast because a lot of what he says does make sense, but I think he's one of those managers. I mean, he managed Yokozuna. I mean, he's done a lot of great things in his career that a lot of people, I think, overlook just for the sheer fact that they don't like his opinion. And Jim Cornette, he, yeah, he is controversial. Yes, he does say things that some people don't appreciate. And, you know, that that's the world. There's a lot of things in this world that people say that, you know, you may or may not like, but it is what it is. But at the end of the day, he means well. And I, I think that he is one of those guys that has you know, the cachet, he has that pedigree to be able to say what he says and he can back it up because he has that experience. But anyway, enough about me and Jim Cornette, uh, my number one, and this should be everybody's number one, in my opinion, for, you know, the top 10, my number one is the great Bobby, the brain Heenan. I think about all the work that he did in AWA with Nick Bockwinkle when he was a heavyweight champion and just some of the great work there. Bobby the Brain was also a wrestler before he became a manager. And I mean, he came up with Dick the Bruiser. And I mean, that's where his background came from. But I mean, just the Heenan family in WWE, just some of the guys, the Rick Ruse, Andre the Giants, the Hakus, Hercules. I mean, I could go on and on of the different guys that have came through the doors of the Heenan family. Granted, he didn't win that many championships in WWE when he was a, a manager. I mean, they had the tag titles when it, when Arn and Tully were in there in the WWE as the Brain Busters, and he did for a cup of coffee have the world title when Andre won it on that on that the main event where the there was the two Hefners that were that, that whole switcheroo. That was a great. That was one of the greatest and the most watched, you know, thing in the history of like modern television. So that's a good thing there, but. I mean, Bobby the Brain Heenan, I mean, just, I mean, even after he wasn't a manager, just him talking and him and, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and just him on commentary. He was just a great all-around talent, natural, like, comedian, just like Jim Cornette, just one of those guys that can make you laugh. And even like Heyman, because Heyman is the same way. He's one of those guys that can make you laugh. He, They can draw whatever emotion they want to draw out of you. They can get it. And this is why those three are my top three, just because they are the best talkers. You know, J.J. Dillon, he was great in his role. Jimmy Hart, he was great in his role. Paul Bear, he was great in his role. Lou Albano, you know, Gary Hart, Skander Akbar, and, and Harley Race. But when I put my, my list together, these are the guys that, you know, the, the Bobby Heenans, the Jim Cornettes, the Paul Heymans, these were the guys to where if they had talent that wasn't as great at talking, 
they could enhance them instantly just by them being their manager. So that's why they're at my they're in my top three. Heenan easily, without question, is the greatest manager in the history of wrestling. I don't care who comes after him. They're not going to touch Bobby the Brain Heenan. But anyway, that's my top 10 lists. What do you guys think? Comment in the comments. Let me know what you guys think. Give me your own top 10 if you want to. Please feel free. But before I get off here, I would like to say please subscribe to this channel. Also like and share this video. And also subscribe to my other podcast, The Mark and the Fan Wrestling Podcast, where me and my boy, the Cisco Kid, we talk about all things wrestling from back in the day to present day. We talk about it all. So subscribe to that channel and make sure to subscribe to this channel. And this has been another edition of the Magnum Report. Thank you for watching and I'll see you when I see you.